Welcome to the Golf Barons Podcast, Tenuous Links, a golf pun we're not only incredibly proud of, but one we're also sure to emulate. Let us careen through bloviated opinions on all things golf, some outrageous innovation ideas to speed up the game, a few laughs, and an historical retelling of an iconic golf moment. Time to add some swagger to your swing. Hello Barons and welcome again to Tenuous Links. Today's podcast is going to take a bit of a different trajectory. Instead of our usual back and forth, well today we have an interview that I conducted earlier in the year and it's one that we felt was incredibly important to get out there. I sat down with Dave Rogers, the man behind Challenge, a fantastic charity supporting kids with cancer and their families. He does remarkable things and he really is a remarkable bloke. Now along his journey he's made many friendships and none of them have been more binding than the one that he shared with the late and great Jared Lyle. It was a friendship that lasted nearly 20 years. Now in our chat, Dave speaks candidly about his time with Jared and just exactly what the big man meant to him and to challenge the charity itself. He also talks about how he intends on carrying forward the Jared Lyle legacy. Dave outlines his ambitious and incredibly noble plans to take Luke the Duck, which is the symbol of leukemia and cancer awareness, taking that symbol worldwide. So if you'd like to help out challenge, you can can by purchasing a Luke the Duck badge or head cover, among other merchandise items, or if you'd like to get a copy of the Jared Lyle My Life book, head over to challenge.org.au. And without further ado, here's our interview with Dave Rogers. Well, Dave, thanks very much for sitting down with us and, uh, and having a chat. Um, I just want to talk a little bit first about Challenge um, and how that idea came about. I mean, you've, you started it back in 83? Yeah, 83. So I got involved in 88, uh, and back then it was just one camp. Uh, and obviously medicine was different then uh, to what it is today. Uh, so kids spent long periods of time in hospital. Uh, but everyone was concerned about the child who was sick and mm-hmm. getting them better, and they forgot about who they were. And so, uh, you know, one of the things that we worked on was looking at who they were before they got sick and making sure that the brothers and sisters and the mums and dads were supported. So that's how Challenge really sort of took off from there. And that's one of the really different things, I guess, about your charity is that you have a real focus on the family as well. Um, I noticed you have even date nights or dinners for the for the parents. How, who came up with that idea? It came about, well, a lot of the ideas have stemmed from me listening to the, to the parents and the, and the, and the kids. And it was like, uh, you know, divorce is 60% with kids wow. with cancer. So, and again, you know, you can understand that with the pressures that, that have on the family. So date night was a, was an, a winner straight away because it was, um, you don't have to think about it. This is where you need to be. Go there, enjoy yourself. Hopefully you have some chat, good chat time. And then, you know, it, it may spark, you know, just some new life in the relationship. Absolutely. Mm. Um, now, golf is obviously has played a pretty significant role uh, with Challenge. Challenge has played a significant role with golf as well. But before we could go down that track, did you play golf yourself? I played a little bit of golf, not, nothing uh, nothing serious. Yeah. Um, so I liked the game. But I think uh, the way it came about was that uh, Brad Robinson, ex-Aussie Crawl um, guitarist. Okay, yeah. So Brad was a board member here uh, and he was uh, working 
managing an octagon and was doing some golf, managing some golf. And one of those people that he was managing at the time was Rob Allenby coming into his into his foray. And that was how we uh, initiated a, a conversation. And that's how you got, so that's how Rob came to be part of it. Yeah, so Rob was young and um, I don't think celebrities or, or professional sportsmen um, aligned themselves with mm-hmm. uh, people. And we said to Rob, look, we'd love to have you involved. And that meant not only just, you know, having a golf day, it meant obviously working with the kids as well. So, and he liked that. And that golf day has been going for nearly 30 years. Yeah, now, I know, so. it's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, try and change it up and try and do things different. We, you know, we, we benchmarked a lot of the time. You know, we, we started with, you know, a, a morning group and lunch uh, in the car park at Yarra Yarra. Uh, now to, you know, morning, afternoon and dinner at Crown. So, uh, you know, it's, it's value for money and we try, you know, we've had some of the biggest names in golf uh, at, at the event. Um, so it used to operate straight after the Australian Open. So we had the winner, like we had Aaron Badley there one Come morning. Across, yeah. uh, we had, we've had Stuart there. We've had Ian Baker Finch. Um, we've had um, uh, Ricky Fowler, you know. Uh, it's good to see it's now getting a bit of a push on the PGA Tour. Yep. I know Ricky's been, he's been on board with it for probably longer than a lot of people realise. Yep. But how big has he been for getting that challenge message out, at, out on the bigger tour? Yeah, I think that only came about really because of Jared. Um, so I met Jazz when he was 17 mm-hmm. um, and he was a, a kid that said, I like golf. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that he was as good as, as he was, but he was always a very humble, humble yeah, guy. Absolutely. Uh, and so I organised for Jazz to do some things around golf. I then um, watched him and I used to walk around golf courses, which isn't, isn't necessarily my cup of tea, but um, <laughs> but no, I enjoyed watching them walk around and, and I saw Jazz uh, sort of, you know, knocking on the door, but was never really right there. And then um, he had an outstanding year and got into the uh, the Eisenhower okay, uh, yeah. and played there and then said, I'm going to become professional. I said, what does that mean? Because it just means that I'm no longer an amateur and I've become <laughs> professional. Uh, I said, well, do you need a manager? He said, yeah. And um, so I did some deals uh, for him and, uh, yeah, the rest is history. But um, Jazz played his first game of golf. No, Ricky played his first professional game of golf with Jared. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you remember what that was? Uh, I'm not sure what the event, actual event was, but it was they, they played together and that's where they became mates. Ah, okay. And that's how Ricky got involved because uh, Jared was one of those blokes that, uh, you know, once you, if you became mates, um, you know, you were a mate. And you, you obviously knew Jared for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you got pretty close to him? Yeah, very close. So uh, I, I travelled the journey uh, from sickness to being healthy to um, getting married to having yeah. kids which you never thought you'd have to yeah to the ins and outs of everything that a, a professional sportsman has to deal with um, you know am I good enough is this yeah. this me end of the road you know um, so when Jess got sick the second time it was obviously he was he was playing great golf mm. and uh, you know I, I sort of look at Jared as he probably would have probably been in the same league as Mark Leishman is now yeah. um, and uh, you know they were they were uh, pennant players together at, uh, at Commonwealth, Mark yeah. and Jared. So, uh, yeah. So yeah. So there was all these analogies, but uh, you know his illness took control of him a little bit, and uh, and then when he came.
came back. I don't think he ever thought that he would, he would actually make it back on the tour. It's but pretty uh, amazing. It was, yeah. yeah. It was amazing from a, from a whole range of issues uh, to watch him do that. And then to see his um, his friends and his, you know, his mutual um, participants on the PGA Tour get behind him as, as they did, spurred him on to, you know, to, to try and do greatness again. Yeah, absolutely. When we lost Jared back in August, obviously mm-hmm. the golf community, anyone who had ever met him, mm-hmm. especially out on the golf course, had fond memories of him. Um, at the risk of opening fresh wounds, mm-hmm. how how big a loss is he, not just personally, but for your charity? Oh, look, uh, personally he's a, he's a huge loss. You know, Jazz used to come in here on a regular basis, walk in with his Diet Coke because he was a, an addict, <laughs> um, sit down in the office, have the put the leg over, cross the leg over and just, uh, you know, g'day mate, how's it going? Yeah. Um, and he would come in here and if there was things to do, he would he'd jump in there and get it done. It was very hands-on. Very hands-on, yeah. very hands-on. So, so he'd been a huge loss that way, but just his, um, you know, we had a golf day or we had something going on, mm-hmm. he would, it wasn't a question of can you do it, it was a question of where do you want me to be and when. Yeah. Um, and that's very rare, yeah. uh, especially uh, that he played that much golf, did he really want to go and, and hit balls for someone else. But. It was more than just um, a, a job. I think jazz was jazz was all about you know I'm doing this because this is what this is. I had this situation happen to me, and yeah. if I can help other families through the through the journey, then I will. Yeah, he was a stalwart at the um, at the Rob Allenby Challenge Golf Days. Obviously, we had yep. I was lucky enough to play in a couple of those. But last year's it was a very, it was a pretty nice. Um, Pretty nice to see that we had a had a we could have a beer, I guess, with Jared still. It was I know it was a more somber feeling than yeah. previous years, but at the same time it was it was pretty nice. That fifteenth hole that was kind of he made it his own. He had a couple of holes in one there, I think one. Yeah, one on, on the same before. day, yeah, same day and um, he hit two holes in one and uh, he, he put the challenge out to every anybody else that came that uh, if you can do that then uh, you can be you can be the head of the mantle. But I think uh, yeah, have a beer with Jazz was important. Look, he's um, within the organisation He's, he's been a huge loss because, uh, as I said, he he was committed um, to making a difference, and and that that came about for a number of reasons. So, like with Luke the Duck, for example, uh, Rob had sort of uh, you know helped pioneer the duck out there in the golf world. He was already doing stuff behind the scenes here at Challenge, but uh, then Jared took on that mantle, and um, you know when. Uh, the year that Jazz got sick the second time, you had people like Tiger Woods who doesn't yeah. doesn't wear a pin, yeah. doesn't do anything for anybody. Not that that's not don't say that in a negative way, but uh, they all wear pins. So that whole year, uh, anybody who won a tournament had a loot the duck pin on, and that's it was huge. all because of Jazz. Um, and they were wanted to show uh, their support for him. Mm-hmm. And what they didn't really actually realise was that not only were they showing support for him, that they were actually doing a lot more for people who were less fortunate. Who was who were being diagnosed with cancer? Mm. Now, obviously, you're not an organisation that's purely around golf. No. But has golf been a, a positive connector, I suppose, of, of different industries to help with the with the charity? Yeah, look, golf is um, one of the things that the golf does is that it gets corporates to get out there because they mm-hmm. like they like to do it. Um, call it work. Ch- yeah, call it work. It did change for a while because corporates were all getting into riding bikes, uh, and so I was concerned for a while. But uh, they they've come back to the golf world, which is great. Um, um, and uh, yeah, it's a great 
great connector and, and uh, we've been able to um, use that as a way of, of, of building our association with other organisations. So, yeah, we've been very fortunate in that way. Yeah. Am I right in saying that you guys don't get any government funding? Yeah, no, no government funding. So how, do you, how on earth do you provide such a... I don't want you to get political and get yourself yeah. in any trouble, but how do you provide such an important service without any backing? I suppose that makes those corporates even more important. Yeah, it does. I think we've, uh, we've we used a model which people take for granted in that uh, people think that charities are, are poor mm-hmm. or they should be managed in a, in a, in a poor way. Mm-hmm. We've taken it as we're a not-for-profit organisation and we should, we've should got to be the best at what we do wherever we do it. And so that's been our model of choice. So when we get uh, a partner on board, uh, we try and say, what is it that you want to achieve out of this partnership? And I don't think sometimes <laughs> people do that very well. So that we're very clear about what the partnership is and hopefully at the end we both we both feel that we've actually made a difference and so yeah it's uh that's been the challenge and uh golf has provided the challenge organization with a vehicle that's allowed us to raise some funds and if you know we're smart and we're able to do what we want to do with Luke the duck it, it could allow us to raise significant funds that we can do all the programs we want to do but also assist other people overseas yeah as well so <clears throat> Luke has become quite an iconic symbol for, yes. for what you guys are doing. Do you have plans to take that globally? Yeah, we do. Uh, we'd, we'd really love to take it globally. And that's really hard because we want to we want to ring up a charity overseas and we want to say, here, we've got this great product. We know it works yeah. and it's going to raise you heaps of money. And people go, well, what's in it for you? <laughs> um, what's in it for us is that uh, we see something that we, we know works and it's going to make a difference. I remember sitting down with uh, some people that you know and talking about Luke the Duck and Jared and saying we want to take it internationally and uh, it was like how do we do it yeah okay what's probably sad me a little bit and if I'm going to get a little bit political is that it had to be that Jared died for people to see Luke the Duck the way this should be uh, and the difference it can make do you see it as an expansion of challenge itself or Luke as a symbol for cancers no I see I see it's an expansion of Luke as assisting cancer okay so there's the big difference there and I think that's a difference as well in terms of your model you're talking about before some people would say oh does challenge go along with that and my view is is that challenge is Australia based and as such it should help Australian kids Luke can be internationally based and it can help kids in America and it can help kids in uh, in Europe and so forth so it would be great if you know Rory put the the pin on there and said you know I'm going to support you know uh, the European kids and Ricky's done a great job and and said I'm going to put the hat on I'm going to put the pin on and and hopefully money from here will support American kids that's right we'll we'll rally them and we'll get them on board yeah so that's that's the goal now just quickly going back to Jared I've heard that you do a lot of things around here in fact Mm. you're one of the more hands-on CEOs you're going to find in pretty much any Mm. any job so I'm told I hear you're really good at carrying bags as well yes I carried his bag twice Mm. that was in an Australian tournament wasn't it Australian Open oh was the Open okay Australian Open down at uh, Myrna Links and it rained from (laughs) the first hole through to the 17th and sleeted and Jazz um, Jazz didn't wear a glove so I had to make sure that his hands were dry hands were dry uh, and it, it was coming in this way and we were we were we were playing and I think I had about 
maybe 10 towels and I had one up my, up my, up my, up my I said, Jess, is this what we do? He goes, as long as you keep my hands dry, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, we had, I had the umbrella, I had the bag and I kept saying to him, gee, this bag's getting heavy. And he said, look, stop complaining though. And we got to the end and he opened up the zip and he said, oh, I've got six dozen balls in there. And I went, oh, thanks for that, buddy. And the bag was wet and it was heavy and, uh, and I said to him, if you could have hit the ball straight and we didn't have to walk everywhere, it would have been so bad. But, uh, was yes. it a bit of a stitch up? Yeah, it was, I think. I think he stitched me up very, very well. It was his sense of humour, wasn't it? It was his sense of humour. Um, and he said, oh, you know, you know, next day yeah, the bag was far lighter. I said, oh, much appreciated. And, uh, yeah, so we hit, we played with Bubba Watson that year, um, which was fascinating to watch. And, uh, yeah, so I felt that was one of my one of my highlights in my life. To um, I didn't know what I was doing. but <laughs> Don't worry, a little secret most caddies don't. <laughs> no, didn't know what I was doing, but... I, I enjoyed the experience, uh, and so uh, yeah, he did that. And then I, I then did it again for a second time at the New South Wales Open, um, and uh, I had a great time. And I said to Jazz one time, um, maybe get the three wood out and just you know, probably he goes, I think it's a bit far. <laughs> Got the three wood out, put it on the green. I said maybe this is the job for me moving <laughs> forward. He said I don't think so. <laughs> oh, so, so you say you don't, you're not playing a lot of golf yourself. What do you do to unwind? What's what's your release? I guess not really a lot. I, I, I work a lot. I've got a family, uh, and I've obviously got to look at turning that around a little bit because uh, the work-life balance is. I I, I I push it out to other people, but yeah. I probably don't uh, do that myself. So, but the organisation is 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 growing, and with that, yeah, obviously more time gets needed, and and obviously I feel the hands-on aspect of of the way I've run Challenge over the years has been that people want to see the boss, uh, they want to see the guy that is in charge, and that means. Yeah. That, that they feel that I think that their event is important. So that that's the challenge at the present stage. And again, you know, people say, oh, why don't you employ more people? Well, you know, we employ more people, uh, you've got to find more money. Less money for, yeah, less money for the things. Yeah. So yes. As far as mentally draining occupations go, you've, and emotional, I guess, um, yep. you've got one of the one of the more tricky ones going around. How do you, I guess, how do you do it? A lot of people sit back and look at look at you in awe without, mm. without blowing smoke. It really, it's really impressive from someone on the outside. How do you, how do you manage that yourself when you see so much sadness, as well as obviously some pretty positive outcomes? Yeah, that's well. been that's been probably tough. I went to a funeral last week, and um, and there was a Dr. Zeus quote that said that sometimes you you don't recognise the moment until it becomes a memory, and um, and I think. Wow. That's a really powerful, yeah. powerful message, and uh, I think that I look at the moments and I take them and I go, "Wow, look, look what we achieved!" So, uh, from last week, taking uh, five kids to meet Kylie um, and seeing the kids' faces, and then getting text messages back saying, "This is their first concert. Uh, what an experience! Um, you've given us the." the push to, to actually live life, you go, okay, I've ticked the wow, box. That's a big one. Yeah. So I think that if that if that's all you achieve out of the out of the exercise, then I, we haven't done a bad job. It's very hard to measure your success here mm-hmm. because um, you've just got to, as I said, you've just got to look at the moment that you achieve and hope from there. So, you know, my moment with Jared was obviously meeting him and then saying to him, if you want to be a professional golfer, it's a choice you have to make. So, you know, we did some things with that. So um, Sandy Jamison coached Jared for yeah, a year okay. for free. 
to give him the opportunity at a Commonwealth. Yeah, yeah. Give him a, a coaching for a year for free to give him the opportunity to be, the, you know, the golfer he wanted to be. You know, if 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 you looked at Jazz and you said he's going to be a professional golfer, you would have said, I don't think so, because he was he was big. He wasn't he wasn't what in the era of the athletes coming through. through. Yeah, yeah, and all of that. You know, so I used to always laugh when people used to say to me when Jazz was sick, I didn't realise how tall he was. And I used to say, Jazz, that's what they were actually saying. Is I didn't realise that you were fat beforehand. And he'd go, you are such a harsh man. And I'd say, no, uh, that's the reality of the question. But um, I think his bigness, I think everything about him um, made him the individual he was. And, um, and I think, you know, uh, he was just this big guy who had a dream and, uh, and we helped to, to solicit that dream. Now, last year you received a medal um, <laughs> of the Australian Order, yep. AOM. AOM, yep. I know you obviously feel <laughs> you get a little bit, little bit bashful about that sort of stuff. Yep. That kind of recognition must make you feel proud that you're doing the right thing and you've you've done it for a long time. Yeah, I um, yeah, it was it was a very proud moment to to receive it. I don't know whether I, I've never had the actual pin out, which is probably uh, uh, a little bit. There's only one pin that matters. Yes, and I, I think yeah. If I if I would like to think that that the pin that I have, which is the Luke pin, if if that is able to be successful, then I feel like I've been successful. One of the funny things about golfers is that we have very little perspective, mm-hmm. um, despite the fact we might say that we do. Out on court, we'll get upset over a three putt. We'll mm-hmm. get be upset that we can't hit a fairway. Mm-hmm. You know Phil well. I Phil do. Phil rarely hits a fairway and gets quite upset. Yes. You must have a lot more perspective than most people. Yeah, I do. I think, uh, yeah, I have. Um, and sweating the small things uh, is something that I, I probably, I probably do more than I should because I think that's just human nature. But I think that uh, looking at it from the perspective of life and death on a daily basis, I th- yeah, my perspective is you just got to get out there and enjoy the, what you, you have and that you can actually go out there and hit a golf ball <laughs> and enjoy that experience, even though Phil doesn't do it very well. Not even close. Not even close. Uh, I think that... Uh, uh, that's still enjoyment for everyone else to watch. In terms of going forward, what can what can just an ordinary golfer do to help support challenge um, or get the message out there? Look, if a golfer wants to uh, purchase a pin, or um, uh, we're we're looking in August this year, hopefully to um, have golf courses around Australia do it for Jared, uh, which will then be Jared's gift to the rest of the world. So uh, it'll be doing it for Jared. So a normal comp day, gold coin donation. Ladies on the Wednesday, men on the Saturday, and we get as many golf courses involved as possible. Then the do it for Jared will be great, and Jared's gift will continue long into the future. And that'll be that hashtag doing it for Jared, which yep. which is taken a life of its own. Yeah, it has. Yeah, on social and then, media. Yep. So the doing it for Jared, and then the the outcome of that will be that uh, Jared's gift will will continue that his gift that he used to come in here and do on a daily basis. Brilliant. Well, Dave, thanks very much for uh, coming in and having a chat with us. Um, you're an inspiration. To a lot of people and keep doing what you're doing it's greatly appreciated by the wider community so all the best and hopefully in golf we can do something to keep continuing Jared's legacy but also the challenge legacy no thank you good on you cheers mate 
Thanks for listening to this special edition of Tenuous Links. Just a reminder that you can support Challenge in its bid to help kids with cancer and their families by visiting challenge.org.au. Also, for those of you who haven't done so, jump over to baronslife.com and subscribe for free to make sure you get all of our Golf Barons content, including reminders for Tenuous Links, videos and tips from the Golf Barons show and latest issues of Barons Life, the freshest golf and lifestyle magazine on the planet. Until next week, add some swagger to your swing.